This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Vince Russo. I am going to break down the Attitude Hour, the Attitude Era, hour by hour. And today we are going to look at Season 6, Episode 12, March 23rd, 1998, from Tucson, Arizona. This is the Go Home Show Headed into WrestleMania 15. So WrestleMania is six days away. How you doing, everybody? Yeah, man, these uh, these two shows as we go into Austin's uh, title reign, um, I can definitely see the, the official start of the Attitude Era. I've said all, all along, man, I think it started with uh, Vince making the decision to uh, hire Mike Tyson when he was banned uh, from pay-per-views for biting the ear of Evander Holyfield. I think that decision was the official start of the Attitude Era. And as we get closer to Austin's title reign, we are starting to see more and more of that. So we're going to be looking at Season 6, Episode 12, and we open up with Kevin Kelly in the ring introducing Stone Cold Steve Austin. And as always, man, continuity, bro. Continuity is everything. And we are starting this show where we left off last week, and that was Vince McMahon having a lot of things to say in an interview where – uh Kevin Kelly was really, really goading Vince last week. And finally, Vince came out and said, hell no, I don't want Stone Cold Steve Austin as the uh, WWE champion. So now we are going to get Austin's comments. And Austin makes it clear, man, that you cannot mold Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I also love the fact that, you know, Austin put over Shawn Michaels, you know, in his own way. You don't see that anymore, bro. You don't see opponents uh, putting over their opponents uh, anymore in wrestling. And the reason why you do this, bro, the reason why you put your opponent over is because if you win the match, you want to beat somebody, bro. So if you know you're going over, you want to build up your opponent. And that's exactly what Austin does here. He puts over Shawn Michaels, uh, which I thought was very good. Also, uh, Kevin Kelly lets us know that DX is on their way to the arena in full force, bro. So we know Austin's here. We know DX is on the way. We know it is about to go down. Austin says he's got the night off. He's got a cooler full of Steve Wises in the back. 
He's going to sit back and he's going to enjoy every single one of them. However, Sergeant Slaughter comes out. And Slaughter says to Austin, you do not, in fact, have the night off because VKM, Vince McMahon, your boss and my boss, says that you have a match tonight against Rocky Maivia. Yeah, bro, they're not into the rock yet because they're all addressing him as Rocky Maivia. Uh, Slaughter says that Vince isn't here. And if you don't wrestle Rocky Maivia, your WrestleMania match is going to be a non-title match. Austin says to uh, Slaughter, I already said I'd wrestle him. Now you're insulting me. So Austin then stuns the commissioner, Sergeant Slaughter. The fans go absolutely bonkers and bananas. Real, real hot crowd man in Tucson, Arizona. So we are off to a bang on this week's Raw, the go-home show to WrestleMania. Next up, we got Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie against the Quebecers. The Outlaws come on the stage, bro, dressed in black tie. They set up a little table. They got some champagne, and they got blow-up dolls with them. One is Chainsaw Charlie, and one is Cactus Jack. Bro, these are the things that made the New Age Outlaws. These little skits, these entertaining little skits, they bring out the dumpster with them on stage to remind everybody the dumpster match at WrestleMania. Um, Out of nowhere, Billy bum rushes the ring. This is a full-on New Age Outlaws ambush. And, bro, another thing you don't hear anymore. The announcers are making it clear that the goal of the New Age Outlaws is that they don't want Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack to be 100% at WrestleMania, bro, which is six days away. That is why they are attacking. When is the last time you heard that, bro? When is the last time you heard that, man? You want to injure, you want to soften up your opponent before the big match. We get intense heat here by the New Age Outlaws. They use a table. They use a champagne bucket. They use chairs. They give Mick Foley a double pile driver on a steel chair. Heat, heat, heat going into WrestleMania. Man, how many times have you guys heard me say that? So here you can see that I absolutely, without a doubt, uh, practice what I preach. Heat, heat on the heels, bro, going into WrestleMania. From there, we got Tennessee Lee, and he introduces Double J. Double J is taking on Steve Blackman. JR also tells us, man, we're going to hear from the Undertaker at the gravesite of his mother and father. That is very interesting. Um, If you are teasing me with that, that is something I definitely want to see. Double J Blackman have their match. Tennessee Lee holds Blackman's feet. 
in order to help Jeff get the victory. However, referee Jack Doan comes down to the ring and he smartens up the other referee, Jimmy Corderas, and he tells Jimmy Corderas what happened. J, uh, J, uh, Double J then knocks Jack Doan on his ass. Blackman then gets heat on Double J, little heat on Tennessee Lee, and he chases Tennessee uh, Lee out. So as you could see, bro, this gets both guys over. This gets both people over. Double J gets over by Tennessee Lee cheating, and then Blackman gets its his comeuppance uh, once the referee comes out and smartens up the other referee. From there, bro, we have a limo showing up. DX is here. Bro, I swear I, I got I had a notice during this very short pre-tape. You know, China just never smiled. Ever, ever, ever. Always, bro, 100%, 100% of the time in character, never cracking a smile. It was always business for China, regardless of what Shawn Michaels and Triple H were doing. Next, bro, we see something very memorable and very different. We see The Undertaker at the uh, at the uh, tombstone of his parents, bro. Now, bro, this obviously is a different side of The Undertaker. This is where you make him more than one-dimensional, bro. Very much like when Steve Austin saved Stephanie McMahon. Now you are seeing a human side of The Undertaker, bro. And the thing I love about this is Taker had to be willing to do this. So he totally got it, man. He totally got, bro, that this was a a situation for him to let his guard down just a bit. Um, he's telling his parents, bro, that, uh, Kane has given him no other choice. He's asking them for forgiveness. This was very, very, very good. And talk about change, uh, chances, bro. Taker ends this by actually saying to his parents, just know I love you. So this was really different, bro. I don't think, uh, you know, prior to or after this, you're going to see anything like this from Taker again. This was very, very interesting. Of course, off of that, Kane and Paul and Paul Bearer come out to the ring. Paul Bearer says he's tired about all this gaga about the truth. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, gaga is like a wrestling term, gaga. Then you get into the gaga. Pat Patterson used to love using the phrase gaga. Um, he reminds Taker that Kane has the same powers as you do. And if you don't believe it, then maybe we will give you a little demonstration. We then see Kane ignite a lighting trust. We then see Kane ignite the announce desk. We then see Kane ignite the spotlight. Guys, this is so impressive to me. 
Because you got to understand, man, this is live television, bro. Everything must go right. Now, bro, I would not even have been able to suggest this at WCW or TNA. There's just no way in the world they would have gotten this right or they had the, the capability or the crew or the people or the money to pull this off, man. This is live TV. Every one of these things has to go perfect. The climax is Kane setting a crew member on fire. And JR is screaming, a human being is on fire. A human being is on fire. And again, bro, I'm watching this and I'm like, man, bro, you talk about taking chances on live TV. All of this had to go 100% according to plan. Everything had to be uh, rehearsed. Everything had to be practiced. Uh, kudos, 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 kudos to uh, Kevin J- Dunn and the television team and the special effects artists and the pyro guys. Uh, this was absolutely phenomenal. The stuntman for getting caught on fire. Up next, bro, we got DOA against the Midnight Express All of the tag teams wind up gathering ringside. What we're trying to do here, bro, is this is a weak match. This is a channel changer. So we are trying to create as much chaos as possible. A huge brawl breaks out, bro. On the outside of the ring between all the tag teams. And then... um. They are plugging. There is a battle royal at WrestleMania. That's why they are having this big schmaz with all the tag teams. The the Boricwars wind up fighting each other. The fans are chanting for LOD, and the JR says, sorry, man, that ain't going to happen. They're done. They broke up. So we obviously have that story still going on. From there, bro, we go, I believe this is, yeah, the second hour now of Raw. We go into the second hour of Raw, and Triple H opens this up with, Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. One billion percent written by me. If you guys listen to me on on Twitch, I still say that all the time, bro. That is a great song by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That was very popular, bro, going all the way back to when I was a teenager. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Um, So, yeah, that was my line. Triple H cuts a straightaway promo on Owen Hart. And then uh, there is definitely another Vince Russo line when Triple H says, After you get pricked by my cactus, maybe I'll let you play with my prairie dog. Oh, my God, bro. How how vulgar and X-rated, man. That is is the R-rated, you know, attitude era that everybody talks about that they're not allowed to say today. Oh, my God. Really, bro? After you prick my cactus, I'll let you play with my prairie dog. Really, bro? 
Really, what's that blue comedy, bro? What's that Lenny Bruce stuff, bro? Give me a freaking break. Just that nobody's got any balls today, and everybody wants to be politically correct. We see a woman in the front row with a huge babushkas. She's got DX on her T-shirt, and Sean says, Do you have two nipples for a dime? Oh, my God. This is explicit, guys. How did we get away with this? And then Sean said something that really popped me. He says, we just want everybody to understand that that is a skank, and we all realize and understand that, which was phenomenal, bro. Like, totally, totally uh, embarrassed this woman. Um, something was edited out, bro. Something was clearly edited out. I have no idea what Sean said, but there was very, very good emotion in this promo. Um, and, uh, you know, this is the go home promo. This is the get ass in seats promo. This is the buy pay-per-view tickets promo by Sean. And a very effective, and Mike Tyson adds during this promo that he is going to knock Stone Cold Steve Austin out cold. Um, The one thing I did not like here, bro, is Austin did not come out. Now, obviously, you know, the, uh, the, the thinking and the logic is he's got a match with The Rock tonight. And he's, uh, you know, he's he's concentrating on that match because remember, bro, if he doesn't wrestle the Rock, the match at WrestleMania is going to be a nine title match. So the bottom line is Austin can't go out there against three guys and China in the ring and get injured and not compete against the Rock. Because then it will be a non-title match. The problem is, bro, that the announcers really did not cover that. And the announcers really did not lay that out the way they should have. So, you know, I was asking myself the question, like everybody else, where is Austin? And that's where he was. And that's logical. And that makes sense. But the, uh, the announcers should have covered that. From there, bro, we have a, another Jennifer Flowers spot. Also, bro, um, they cover and they replay the chair shot to Shamrock's head. And they say, Ken Shamrock suffered a concussion. Oh, my God, bro. Never would they utter those words today? Never. You know, bro, it's it's funny. So a, a, a pitcher for the Rockies got hit with a line drive in the head over the weekends. And it was reported um, the, uh, the guy fractured his skull and suffered a concussion. When a professional athlete suffers a concussion, they tell you, bro, he goes on concussion protocol, not in wrestling, bro. In professional wrestling, man, they will never bring up that word concussion again. That is a dirty, dirty word. Um, They say he's got a concussion, but also they've added a stipulation to the match 
at WrestleMania. If Rock gets disqualified, then Ken Shamrock will win the Intercontinental title. Don't get me started about if there is a if the champion gets counted out or disqualified, the title should change hands. Don't get me started on that, bro. From there, bro, we got Farouk. And who did Farouk wrestle? Oh my god, why can't I read my writing here? Um Chains. I'm sorry, Chains. My uh, apologies. Farouk and Chains. The Rock is ringside. JR is telling the story of Rock and Farouk perhaps not being on the same page. During the match, Farouk's got Shamrock in a compromise, I mean, Chains in a compromising position. Rock gets in the ring with a chair. Farouk's waving him off. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're going to get me disqualified. Then Rocky, Rock, accidentally nails Farouk with the chair and not Chains. And JR says, I'm not too sure if that was an accident. Uh, It kind of looked deliberate to me. So obviously, bro, even going into WrestleMania, we are still keeping stories going. Then, bro, we go to a match between Bradshaw and Wyndham. This is all around the uh, NWA storyline. Uh, Rock and Roll Express is sitting ringside. Um, the Midnight Express come down there, and Bradshaw winds up uh, going over. Uh, yeah, bro, this is, uh, I don't know, man, all these people involved at that time in this NWA angle and Jim Cornette, I, I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know, bro, because I thought there was good crowd reaction to it. The crowd reaction is kind of winding down a bit. Um, you know, with the new Midnight Express and all this. Um, but man, I just I I just felt personally that this man, this just wasn't going anywhere for me. Um, and it's got nothing to do with Cornette. Bro, Cornette, if you remember, if you're watching this show, he was cutting those promos, bro, burying um current wrestling. And I was putting those over like a million bucks, bro. Um, I thought that stuff was really, really good in Cornette's wheelhouse. Um, but this NWA storyline with the new Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, this just is not uh, working for me, brother. Bro, I'm on this show. I didn't even realize it, bro. I am on this show. This is when the uh, magazines, the dual covers came out with Sable and Sonny in bikinis. Yeah, bro, the idea was to sell both covers to one customer. That was the whole idea. And uh, we did a segment here, bro. And again, man, th- this was bogus. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, bro, that maybe that mag- that well, that Raw magazine would have been the best-selling Raw magazine, but you got to keep in mind, bro, the Raw magazine just came out. 
So we come up with a bogus award in order for us to do this segment. And the whole idea in the segment is for Luna to get heat on Sable, the baby face, uh, going into WrestleMania. So there I am, bro, presenting an award. You guys could see the way I dressed, man. That got me out of wearing a shirt and freaking tie around the office, man. The priest-like collar and the vest, that's why I went to that look, bro. I could not stand the shirt and tie. So this was my look, bro. This was really my everyday look in the office. I am uh, awarding this. uh, I'm giving Sable this award. Bro, this was really my first time in front of a live crowd. I was not nervous at all, bro, because you can't be, man. You can't be, bro. You're around pros. You just got to go out and do what you're supposed to do. And you got to become one of them, bro. You got to you gotta look like you belong. There is no nervous. So Luna and Goldust come down to the ring. I had to laugh a little bit, bro, because you can clearly see me handing the plaque off to Luna. I'm clearly, it's, it's like, bro, remember, remember, remember when you run the, uh, the race and you got to hand off the baton. I am clearly handing the plaque to Luna. So Luna could get heat on Sable with the plaque, bro. The rest of this, honestly, this was not planned, bro. Uh, This was all organic. And I was really working off of impulse, bro. We never rehearsed this. So, Luna, you know, rips off Sable's dress. I'm I'm sure they worked that out together, no doubt in my mind, because that dress had to be made for Sable so Luna could easily rip it off. And she rips off uh, Sable's dress, and Sable's ass is out, bro. It is out, man. My instinct was to take off my jacket, the gentleman that I am, bro. Take off my jacket and cover up Sable's ass, which is exactly what I did. I thought, bro, I would get booed for this. I mean, let's face it, bro. But I I wasn't booed for covering Sable's ass. But I took off my jacket like a gentleman. I covered Sable up. But again, man, what am I telling you guys all the time? This is the go-home show to the biggest show of the year. Heat, 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 heat. The baby faces are not up. Heat, bro. Heat all around. From there, bro, we go to the match with Rock and Austin. Rock winds up stunning. I'm sorry. Uh, Steve winds up stunning the Rock and then going over. D'Lo hits the ring. Steve stuns D'Lo. I thought Steve was going to wind up uh, stunning all the members of the nation, but DX came out to the stage. Shawn Michaels reminds Austin he hit him twice with Sweet Chin Music, knocked him out. WrestleMania is going to be third time the charm. Then uh, Shawn started making his way to the ring, and uh, Triple H had to hold him back. I felt this was a little flat, 
But, bro, at, at this point, the thinking is you really don't want them to touch. We, we've done everything we could. Sean knocked them out with Sweet Chim Music two weeks in a row. The match is six days away. Um, could we have gotten more heat on on Sean? Absolutely, positively, but I really felt like at that point, we just didn't feel like we needed it. So um, we, you know, we got we got the face off, and we are ready to go, bro. WrestleMania is six days away. On the next show, I will be reviewing the day after WrestleMania, which should be key and should be important, bro. Because I tell you guys all the time, we know we are going to draw a huge audience the day after WrestleMania. And we've got to deliver because we got to get those newbies to come back. So we are going to look at next week's show and we are going to figure out exactly what we did, bro, to bring the people back and to continue to grow that number. That is it, everybody, for Season 6, Episode 12, March 23rd, 1998. Six days before WrestleMania, bro. We will come back in two weeks with the show after. I will see you then.